0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Seven Questions in Seven Minutes with yours truly, Dan Smith. Today's guest, you guys are going to love him because you usually get to listen to my like Kermit the Frog, uh, really pitchy, nasally voice. And today's voice, this man, his voice is sexier than Barry White. He's a longtime friend, like one of my oldest friends for over 20 years in the not only in the real estate industry, but in life. But he does happen to be in the real estate industry um and so coming to you live out in i'm gonna let you talk about the city and where you're from everybody give a warm round of applause that we can't hear because this is a podcast and it's not a live audience to frank del rio (laughs) Ah,
1: the crowd goes crazy one of my favorite intros of all time thank you
0: so much see how good that voice is all right so um tell everybody just a little bit about yourself how long you've been selling where you're at um all that fun stuff give me like a 60 second rundown.
1: Yeah, Frank Del Rio, and I've been selling 24 years now, I'm a Coldwell banker, spent my first 10 years in the L.A. County market, uh, the last 13 years in Orange County market, I'm specifically in your Belinda, California, and we have been enjoying this real estate market for over 23 years, this is really fun stuff right now.
0: So you, when we first met, you had—I mean, you started real estate when you were like what, 18, 19? Yes. Yeah, it's been a Actually, long time. 19. You're you're 19. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. I will start the clock. This is uh, our seven questions in seven minutes. Frank, like all guests said, what are you going to ask? And I said, I don't know. I haven't written down any questions. We'll figure it out as we go. Um, But we did talk for just a second, Frank, before we hit the record button here. So I'm going to start it with that question. Here we go. Start the clock. Go. All right. You are a listing agent which is completely different than being a buyer's agent in 2022. What are you noticing from the listing agent side of things?
1: Well, I'm noticing that right now in the marketplace, you have to bring a tremendous amount of value to your sellers. If you want to get listing after listing, or at least frequent listings on a regular basis. If not, you're going to lose left and right to the commission cutters, to the online uh, you know, Red Fans, the uh, home, all those other online companies that are stealing a lot of our clientele because we've allowed them as an industry because we just haven't brought enough value to the table. So the only thing they're doing is, you know, cutting commissions. People are seeing it as valuable because they say, hey, why would I go with someone at a full commission rate at a listing when I can get a discounted commission from these other companies? and My home still sells super fast in one, two, three days. So you have to be coming in with some extremely value ads, extreme value ads to those sellers so that you can be seen as the chosen person uh, to get to get a listing. That's what I've been seeing. And we've been doing that really good. So we're doing about a listing a week right now. And it's
0: interesting because you ask agents this. I've asked the agents this hundreds of times in hundreds of seminars and said, what separates you from your competition? And they'll say things that don't separate them from their competition at all, right? I'm a professional, I, uh, I do this full time, I belong to a big brokerage that has a lot of support behind me, uh, you know, none of those things are separating them. What, you have to ask yourself, what do you really do to separate yourself from the other agents that they're gonna be talking with? And it better be substantial if you wanna get paid, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right, question number two, you don't work with many buyers, you've been keeping yourself very busy as a listing agent but would you work with a buyer so that's question number two would you work with a buyer and if so why would you or conversely why would you shy away from that
1: sometimes so absolutely i do work with buyers the buyers i work with know me trust me believe in me and they actually follow my lead so these are typically my current sellers who we've sold their home with or past clients that we've done business with right referrals those online calls that come in and those random buyers, that is the toughest group to get them to trust you because they've been so jaded. And I'm just really honest with people. And I say, you know, Dan, if you're just jumping into the marketplace, I might not be your type of agent because we have to build enough trust where you'll learn that I have your best interests at heart. But sometimes you're going to probably step on your own two feet because of your lack of experience your lack of trust. Or unfortunately you've just met too many bad agents. So you just don't have that belief that I really do have your best interest in mind. And if that conversation scares them away, I look at it like a, a win for me, because now I don't have to waste my time with someone that unfortunately doesn't even believe I'm there to help them. When The, the, the true reality is every you know every being of myself is there to help these people and families get their home, uh, their, their offer accepted so they can get in their dream world. But when I don't have that kind of loyalty and up out of the gate or, or that kind of, uh, uh, I guess, passion, from the other buyer up front, I just kind of tell them, thanks, but no thanks. I think you're better off finding someone else that you can kind of, you know, put through the meat grinder until you're ready. And I've had those people actually come back to us because we're big on social media, we're big online. So they even finding us and say, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, uh, but you know, you kind of turned me away because I didn't, you know, I didn't believe you were going to help me. I see all of your sales. You have a lot of listings, we keep seeing your properties. We had a lot of failure. Obviously we need to work with you now. Now we're ready. And so at that point, then
0: I'll work with those buyers, which we do, we do about eight to 12 buyers a year. All right, now we're ready. Those are good, famous lines, now we're ready. Um, All right, so a lot of agents right now are struggling. We talked for a quick second about this before we uh, jumped on the recording too. And we were talking about, man, if you can't make it in this market, um, right, where are you gonna make it? So what piece of advice would you give to seasoned agents? there's a lot of seasoned agents out there who are hitting home runs and having their best years ever like yourself but there's also a lot of seasoned agents who are suddenly finding themselves struggling what would be a piece of advice that you might just like one hey guys try this no you
1: know I, uh, for me personally because I, I myself went through this i went back to the basics right communication i i started working on what to say how to say it again tapping into my sphere my database of people who know and trust me right we get so wrapped up in especially seasoned agents we get so wrapped up in finding the new business right trying to jump on the social media trends the reels trends right people doing videos of themselves i see people that have been seasoned agents are more interested in getting more likes and more followers on the social media sites than they are with growing their actual real estate business because everything we hear and see in our in in our industry is all about attention. And so attention's currency. So you gotta get out there. You gotta get people you know, liking you and whatnot, which I get it. But it's just the next new thing to sell. At the same time, if you're not talking to your people and reminding them that you're the trusted advisor, then of course, they're not gonna work with you. But so many seasoned agents would be surprised if they went back to what they probably did really well, which is inform their group and talk to their people their center of influence their past clients everybody would welcome with open arms referrals or
0: they themselves would be ready to go with listing and selling a property cool cool good words let's flip the script a little bit then Mm -hmm. instead of seasoned agents brand new because you know everybody and their damn brother and then that person's brother has decided to get a real estate license in 2021 2022 because of the market we're in and of course they're Ninety percent plus are completely floundering, struggling. Um, what advice would you give to these people who've come into the business thinking that it was easy money, finding out it's the hardest fucking money there is in this world? Actually, um, like and you mentioned, back to basics. What would you tell a new agent? Like, yo, you want to survive and still be here for three years from now? You better get your ass out and do this. What would that be?
1: Oh my god, I feel so bad for the new agents coming into the market, especially during this era, back when I started, the, the turnover rate of agents was 18 months. That's how long you had until you knew you made it or not. I believe the study now is like 30 days, which is horrible, right? So when you think about that, but now you know at least the, what what the, the turnover rate is. Play a game with yourself, try to beat that. That's what I did when I was told 18 months was how long I had to basically live to, if I was gonna be successful or not. I played the game with myself that I needed to beat that time, and I did. But playing the game with yourself, I think first is one. The second thing, you know, going back to social media, it's a double-edged sword. So many people think that they have to do all these ads and this marketing and create a brand and do all the social media. Nobody talks about just going back to fucking work. Go work your butt off. Go knock on doors. Go make phone calls. Go align yourself with these massive teams that have all the infrastructure and everything you need, but just go in there and be a servant so that you can learn the business. Don't go in asking about the commission split and you know, wanting to have your, like uh, what is it all, the, uh, I'm not gonna bash the companies, but all these companies out there that offer you these other uh, 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 value adds for income or profit and stuff, right? Don't worry about that. Just go to, to a team or go somewhere that you can actually learn. And then from there, take your time, right? It, it's, it's not giant steps occasionally, it's always small steps consistently that will grow over time. And before you know it, those few handful of, of deals that you do will grow into even more and you know your business will grow from that perspective. But it's, a, it's definitely a mindset of how can I go and be a servant and learn the business, not so much try to make quick money, but how can you get the, the knowledge and the tenure from those seasoned agents who have these massive teams and that are teaching their young agents?
0: Good one. So let uh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask a super fast question and I'm going to dive back into that topic, but I don't want to forget this question. And since I didn't write them down, I will, if you had to predict what year does the market turn, what year does prices don't go up? They actually go down. It might, might only be 1% because we, I think anybody who's like not stupid would agree that there's not going to be some stupid bubble crash like there was in 07 yeah. again, but at some point the market has to turn. It, it's, now, it might be a long way off, but it's gonna turn one day and it's gonna be worth uh, less, one less percent than it was a year before. What year is that? Oh, tw- end of
1: 2023, beginning of 2024.
0: Oh, you think it's that soon? Okay, so you think, I had somebody the other day say 2035. I was like, holy shit, oh my God. that's a while. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you think about another year, year and a half that we might, not gonna see a drop, but at least it's gonna be like this leveling and finally a yes. like just kind I of a plateau.
1: That we're going to the formal rate hikes we're going to this year is going to play a pivotal role in that. And so I I do believe that, that will have the listings start to compound on each other, and then we'll have more inventory as buyers are going to be moving as fast. And then those prices will have to start coming down for the real sellers who need to sell. Because you do have a lot of posers out of the marketplace right now, those make-me moves, the greedy people that are just like, fuck it. I'll I'll take a million five from my (laughs) home. And they get it, right? So they move. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to all start compounding on itself once those rates start hitting fives and sixes. If that ends up being the trajectory, and at that point, buyers are just going to have to hold tight. And then you'll see the inventory increase, which I I think will start to play a a small role on those values. We're not going to crash, but it will definitely stop going up.
0: Right. All right. Question number six. Back to the other thing now. You kind of role is just like um, more you. You haven't ever really been interested in in these twenty plus years of building a a mega team, a huge team, a profit sharing team, which is a, a different direction than ninety nine point nine percent of the agents have wanted to go. Everybody wants to be may have a team under them for a variety of reasons, right? Why haven't you done that?
1: You know, a piece of me is that i'd like to earn a certain level of 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 income consistently that i feel that at that point i have knowledge to teach someone and grow a team another piece of me too is i just haven't matured in that in that arena yet right i i, I oddly enough that i i enjoy the process of marketing and, you know, uh, bringing our properties to the market and the videos we do and the game of the sellers and that negotiation. And I kind of, you know, not that I love people, so I love that game and I I don't love the growing people game yet of my team because I've seen too many of my friends go through the ups and downs of trying to motivate people to come to work. And that's hard for me because, you know, I, I have my own motivation for my own goals. My goal is really how to reach that to help others succeed in what they want to do because I find like it's so hard to find those type of people and I just I get impatient and it's like if if I gotta if I've gotta support you and promote you and encourage you to come to work in this industry
0: you're probably in the wrong industry yeah, that's yeah. part of it for, for myself personally you know it's interesting too and we're gonna go over the seven minutes now because you just said something um, man uh, so real quick what's your average price point. I think I kind of have some areas, but I want to make sure so the listeners can hear them.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a million dollars. And about how
0: many homes are you selling in a year these last couple of years?
1: Last couple of years, I've been selling about 45 to 52 homes.
0: So for those at home or in the car or whatever listening to this, I want you to just do some quick math. You take 45 or 50 homes and you multiply it by a million, and you figure out that that's going to be somewhere around 50 million in sales, and then you figure out what you think the average commission uh was for frank and he they already mentioned is not a discounter and then you ask yourself i want to start a team i want to be a team lead i want to have people under me and you ask yourself if frank thinks that he is not matured to that level of his business and if frank thinks that he is not ready to take that step yet with the level of production that he has you need to give a good hard look at yourself Cause I, you know, Frank, you mentioned the, uh, you know, you have to have a value proposition for your sellers. Otherwise they are going to go with a discounter, man, what kind of a value proposition can a lot of agents have for agents under them? Like if you're not selling at a high level, how are you going to bring people on to be under you? And Frank, you are selling at a high level and you still like, yeah, I don't know if I'm still high enough. I don't know if I'm ready to take on that responsibility yet. Maybe I'm not that person yet. And that's just, I think there's Again, nine out of 10 people who start teams have no business starting teams.
1: Correct, yeah.
0: Um, And you do, and you're still choosing not to. I find super interesting. All right, question number seven, last one. Tell us something that most people, now our listeners, a lot of them probably don't know anything about you, so that wouldn't be any fun. But most people who kind of know you, just kind of know you, what don't they know about you?
1: I started doing a food show Kind of like uh, like Die Fury's Diner, Diamond and Drive. Right. I literally started that in the pandemic to help out a friend who had a restaurant, and we turned it into a small little brand. Now the business, I'm not making money per se off of it, but it's it's one of, it's a piece of my brand that I go around to local mom and pop restaurants, and we do a full review on their restaurant if they're kind, if they're open enough to be on camera, not everybody is, unfortunately, right? They uh, We do a little interview and we talk about the food, the passion, where they come from. And it's been really fun because it's kind of taken off in a weird way now where I'm out and about with my kids and I'm just random people will come up and be like, hey, oh my God, I went to the, I went to that Mexican restaurant. Those tacos, oh, the bomb. Barbecue, <laughs> thank you for recommending that. Like, keep doing your thing. I'm getting more, I'm getting recognized now more for the food show. And I am real estate essentially. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's a smart thing, but it's something that I'm doing. That's, Not everybody
0: knows that about it. That is awesome. Yeah, very cool. All right. Hey, there we go. We're going to wrap it. Thank you for being here. Um, everybody who was listening, wherever you were, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, tell people you don't even like. I don't care. Let's just have more listeners. Um, if you ever want to be on the show, reach out. If you, know, if you have an idea for somebody you want to be on the show, reach out. If you have questions for me, you got it reach out. Next week, same time, same place. We'll be back with another great guest. Frank, thank you for taking time out of your busy day um, to do this and to share and drop some knowledge bombs on everybody. I appreciate you.
1: Absolutely. Hopefully it was helpful for everyone and somebody got one or two little nuggets from this. Thanks so much,
0: Deb. Hey, Hey, you got it, man. Thanks a lot.
1: Appreciate it.